I've built a six-figure agency before with just a Facebook group, right? It wasn't dependent on SEO. It was because I created a passionate community around a topic, right? So I think staying 100% reliant on Google, um, on Google's traffic on SEO is, is a bit of a mistake right now. So what we as me site owners and blogs, uh, sorry, bloggers need to do is treat those sites, our sites, like a business. In today's episode, I'm going to sit down and talk to Moon. She had built a great reputation online with her affiliate marketing case studies and her SEO tips for basically all levels, whether it's a beginner, advanced, or intermediate SEOs. She was always there in Facebook groups, and which is why I invited her to the show. Moon has started her career in customer service. She was also in the IT field before she started to become a full-time SEO. Moon will also share her takes on the recent Google updates and how to use social media and brand building to your advantage to still make money online and make your affiliate websites rank and convert. So if you're thinking of switching careers or starting a site hustle, this episode will be perfect for you. So let's not wait any further and let's get into the episode. Hi Moon, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Before we begin your story, could you introduce yourself to us and tell about why and how come you're so awesome <laughs> wow <laughs> i will send you your check later thank you um so my name is moon and i'm the founder of affiliate Phoenix. And I am awesome because I'm just awesome. No, I'm just kidding. So I actually have a degree in computer science, which really means I have a degree in nerdiness. And that happened way back in 2007. I mean, I wanted to, my dream career would have been game programming or something along those lines, right? But my first job was as a customer service rep for a hosting company. And this was when I used to live on the East Coast, right? What I learned at this job was here was the actual job. People would call in really angry with issues regarding their website. So I had to answer those calls. And at the same time, I had to answer the pop-up requests coming as well. So I had to multitask angry people and at the same time, I had to document their issues and hit a quota on resolved uh, tickets or issues, right? There was just such a stressful damn job. <laughs> and I quit about three or four months into the job. And they tried everything they could to keep me at that job. And I was like, no. <laughs> so after the newness of the job wore off, I realized that I was bored as hell. Like I could get my work done in two hours, three at most, and I would just sit there. But at that job, it somehow led me to probably the warrior forum and digital point and all these other places where I could explore. This is how I learned how to make money online. So I learned about blogging. I learned about niche sites, affiliate marketing, how to create your digital products all of that stuff. Um, and then I started experimenting um, over the weekend and after work, like I would set up my own WordPress sites. And, you know, so that's how I got my start. So I'm kind of grateful for that job. So two and a half years later, I moved out here to San Diego. I started freelancing um, and I got local clients here, but I also started working for a couple of internet marketers and they had really huge sites, right? And the cool thing was that, I mean, I'm talking about sites that get anywhere from a 100K visitors to half a million uh, visitors a month, right? These were these sites were 
pretty big. And so I was doing content and on-site SEO for those sites. Not the focus was never on the backlinks. It was on on-site SEO and content. And so I was seeing the power of all of that and playing on my site and then also doing freelancing on the on the side with the skills I had. At the same time, I was a part of a lot of Facebook groups where, you know, information is exchanged and a lot of people, it's funny how things change, but not really, they kind of stay the same. They were talking about backlinks and these amazing results they were getting back then. And like about eight to 10 years ago, you could you could get great results, right? It, the Google search engine wasn't as sophisticated, but I was getting similar results or better results in some cases by focusing on the content and on-site SEO and internal linking. Thank you for sharing your background. Yeah. And uh, before we dive into the technical parts, though, uh, we would like to kind of have a bridge between, well, we understand how your career had evolved, but while you were experimenting and while you were like setting up websites, um, what were the results that you have seen? Like, um, how kind of like, how did you, how did you recognize that, oh, this Google stuff, this SEO stuff is making sense and I can quit my job and... Go to San oh, Diego instead. There, so there's a very human element to that, right? It's kind of like when I moved, the plan for me was like, okay, I can always get a job and make money from my site. But honestly, this is the whole thing about being young and naive. And I kind of miss it. It's like you're more willing to take the risks. Right. So because I had made a few hundred dollars or sometimes, you know, fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand and it was nearly equaling my paycheck once in a while. So I was like, OK, I can build off of this. And I think when you earn your first dollar or a hundred dollars, it's not really about the money. It's about the freedom and how you earned it. So here I was chained to the desk at at. At, uh, at work and I was just agonizing every day. I didn't want to be stuck behind the computer. But then when I would look at my affiliate commission, I had earned that without uh, like it was done passive, right? So there was just this contrast of this really cool way to make money. And honestly, just I just took the leap at that. Um, yeah, so I think it was just having this faith that I can do it. But I think that was enough for me to take the leap and move out here. Hi, thank you so much for listening to this far into the episode. And if you want to meet successful online entrepreneurs and SEOs just like you, make sure you join the SEO Mastery Summit from April 7 to 11 in the center of Ho Chi Minh City. We'll have over 15 international speakers coming from all over the world and attendees joining to make connections and build their businesses to their best potential in 2024. So our first SEO Mastery Summit event sold out. So make sure you grab your tickets today because we are increasing prices at the end of every single month so i'll hope to see you there and let's get back to the episode that's awesome and how does your life look like today so we have seen the past and today you are running your own agency affiliate phoenix yes. is that is that an agency or is that your affiliate website so, no it, it's an agency as well i do take on clients okay. um so i have courses and then I do have services I offer. Yeah. And today it's a lot different. And in between before Affiliate Phoenix, I did have a six figure agency as well. Um, but so this is the part that people don't talk about or I haven't heard much about. And so I think we should touch on it. Um, while I was making 
amazing money, right? I was not handling the stress and anxiety very well, right? Because there's this constant pressure to bring traffic and increase their revenue, right? For, for your clients. And sometimes things are out of your hands with the, with the, I mean, not sometimes Google does whatever it wants to do on there. And so even though you pad clients expectations, everyone wants results within four to six weeks. Um, and after doing that for years, so intensely juggling dozens of clients all the time, I had a realization that I wanted to be one, choosier with my clients, but two, I wanted to make money with my own site. So, but I needed that to happen now very consistent, right? So I wanted to flip it where my main income is with my own site. And I wanted to teach that to other people too, versus having to run a full blown agency and managing a team. And like, there's a difference now I can, I work with clients that I want to work. There isn't the pressure of, um, you know, I need to work with like a dozen clients or two dozen clients or whatever. Right now it's a little bit different. I want to make money doing the things I love to do without a lot of stress. Right. Like I'm in my forties now. Amen. Yeah, I'm in my 40s. Back then I was in my 20s. It was a little bit different. But there's the shift. So in the last two, three years, I focused on my own site. And those are my main focus, but I still take on clients on the side. And if things get difficult, it's not a problem for me to let a client go. You know what I mean? Hi, if you listen to this part, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or my YouTube channel. If you have any feedback for the show, please let me know on the Aspiring CMO Podcast social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, or send me an email on my website. Now let's get back to the episode. I love that. Yeah, I think that's also a great takeaway for most of our listeners that it's okay to like diversify your income and uh, don't get married to one single way of making money mm -hmm. so like what I've learned from your story so far is that you know experimenting trying out new things and as long as you can kind of enjoy the work and you don't stress yourself out on it and it makes you money then keep doing it I think that's a great lesson for, for a lot of people and you, I, you've been through a lot too and today like how many sites are you having on your own like so um, how, do, how are you ranking them so now we can get to the technical stuff yeah um right now i have about five sites two are very small like i was i was growing them sort of in public and i say sort of because i don't give away the domain name the website name or anything like that but i show results right um so i have three bigger ones one is getting about it fluctuates a little bit right so 1500 to 2000 clicks per day the other one is half of that traffic and the third one is still growing so they're my main ones i focus on but <laughs> I decided to throw more on my plate. Um, and I feel like I have undiagnosed ADHD. I could be wrong. Um, and maybe this is a thing that all entrepreneurs do. I don't know. You can tell me. But I am hoping to launch two new sites um, in Q1, right? The first quarter of the year. I'm working on them right now. But also, 
because Google's been a jerk. <laughs> I've I've been lucky and we can talk about that too. Google's been unpredictable, right? SGE is coming. Um it's not fully rolled out yet. Uh and oh, we can touch on so much stuff here. Um the unfair advantages to Reddit and Quora and it just seems like they have this war with bloggers and niche site owners, right? So there's mm-hmm. turbulence. I've been okay, but it's not like I have to be realistic and say, okay, Google could cut off my traffic. So what I'm doing right now is I'm starting to play again with Facebook groups and pages. And X has been a lot of fun too. So I, because I was so focused on my sites, I didn't really um, focus on affiliate Phoenix as much in the last year, meaning like growing on X. So in December, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on X. I'm gonna get more engaged and, you know, just, just grow my following there. And so it's been a lot of fun playing around on X over there. And I mean, it's taken me a month and a half and I have a couple hundred followers there. And it's just been really easy to have conversations with people there. And it's more my style versus something like LinkedIn that to me feels kind of stuffy, like very businessy. Yeah, it's super fake. Right, right. Yeah. But it works. Like I think LinkedIn, um, it's easy right now for exposure and impressions. And uh, it's kind of like Facebook, like maybe five years ago or something. So I, I like okay. it. And um, from for our pages, we have automatic posting set up so that I don't really look at my LinkedIn much. And, you know, Matt doesn't never opens his LinkedIn and he gets likes and all that. That's so awesome. LinkedIn works uh, for just branding, I think. So um, I'm not hating on it. I heard Twitter is getting worse, but for your niche sites, do you have like a persona that you build a brand around? Yeah, so I do have personas, right? So I think this is something really kind of funny. Um, I'll finish answering your question. So like a lot of people don't want to put their full identities on their site sometimes. And so they yeah. they try to fake it. And the problem with faking it and coming with that mentality is that those about pages, they end up looking really just bad, right? Like I've had people reach out to me who look at their about pages and like I can look and say, okay, this is this does not look good. Like it's you're you have a very fake persona here. You're not even selling that this is a real person. So if we think about it, like if you don't have credibility in something you're talking that that's okay right like maybe you you don't want to reveal your full identity but stop coming from the mentality of faking it so if we think about it authors have pen name right like so create a persona right maybe you don't want to use your picture maybe you can filter it or something where people don't quite recognize you right like you can you can change it up a bit um but try to be as authentic as possible you can give yourself a pen name or whatever and build it up from there but I, I feel like the industry like as bloggers and niche site owners um we need to evolve from the thinking of uh like faking things like it's okay if I don't want to have Moon Hussein on my site I still use my pictures but I'll give myself a pen name if that makes sense I like it yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the more you think about, yeah. oh, I'm going to fake it. It just gets, like, the pictures look horrible. The about page <laughs> looks horrible. And then, like, this one per I'm not going to call anybody out. It's not about embarrassing or shaming anyone. Um, But because they were trying to be anonymous, they linked out to these authors. And I didn't ask them for any information. And I knew that all the authors they listed were fake. And when I clicked on their social profiles, they were dead ends. And so it's like, just, you can have a pen name. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. And build it from there. Yes. And uh, speaking of, you know, pen names, authors, and uh, you mentioned SGE. Yeah. Which uh, their generative experience for people who don't know now that uh, Google is playing around with AI as well. And you still go through this niche site industry. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought that maybe after AI and all the, you know, all these changes and turbulences, you maybe don't want to do affiliate anymore, but you still keep doing it. And is there a reason why and, and what is the future of it? What do you, what do you think? I, I will I, just for the sake of discussion, can I ask you what you think of SGE, what your perspective? perception is of it i don't think it's necessarily hurt um because it could give you more clicks and impressions if you appear on sge but my fear is that let's say you only rely on traffic to to make money then what if people just look it on on the sge and never click on your site and do anything on your site okay so i think that's yeah Th that's fair right that's fair and um i have a very like hate relationship with it um <laughs> okay with, with these ai changes that have that are coming and they're coming so fast and it's turbulent it feels like um with sge i haven't noticed more than like a 15 percent drop in my traffic right and so that's amazing yeah it, it hasn't been too bad for me yet right um but with that said is there a fear of of it being even bigger once once that happens. I'm not as concerned about SGE as I am with the unfair advantages that Google is giving to Reddit, Quora, Hell, Forbes, CNET, like all these bigger companies. It's as if a blog or a niche site is incredible enough for them anymore, if that makes sense. If you built a site and it only gets SEO traffic, um, it, it, it's as if it's not legitimate enough for Google anymore, if that makes sense, right? Um, so with that said, I, I think with SGE, it's not a big deal. But with Google not curbing spam and these unfair advantages, I think they're doing a lot, a lot, a lot of testing. And what we're finding out is that spammers will spam Reddit and Quora as well well so it's not limited yeah, yeah it's not mm. just with blogs and niche sites they will go through whatever google promotes next and they will try to spam the living crap out of it so google just needs to get better with sussing out spam overall or whatever um i'm sorry i lost my train of thought but i'm also I don't think I finished my um, thoughts on X and LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm also dipping back heavily into social media and I'm, I'm grouping everything. You could include YouTube and TikTok, but I'm also going back to my root, which like I've, I've built a six figure agency before with just a Facebook group, right? It wasn't dependent on SEO. It was because I created a passionate community around a topic, right? So I think staying a hundred percent reliant on Google, um, um, on Google's traffic on SEO is is a bit of a mistake right now. So 
what we as me site owners and blogs, uh, sorry, bloggers need to do is treat those sites, our sites, like a business. Here's what I mean by that. I represent Affiliate Phoenix. You have your podcast. What are we doing? We are talking to people, right? We're getting together. We're sharing our nuggets and we're reaching an audience. It's beyond the algorithm. And it's kind of like link building, right? The new link building, because you might give me a link. You might just mention the brand, right? Affiliate Phoenix, my company. Um, So I, I, I feel like the old way of doing me sites is a mistake. You need to give it the proper attention that you would give to your uh, business. Um, so yeah. with that said, I'll be, uh, I'm in the process of it right now. Um, I'm playing with organic and I'll soon be playing uh, with paid ads as well, growing a Facebook page, growing a Facebook group. And I'm playing with X. I started like, like I said, with affiliate Phoenix in itself, growing that. And then I started another um, X account based on the topic of one of my niece sites. And like what took me a month with Affiliate Phoenix using the same strategy, I got like 150 followers in a week on that account. So it's like, I'm having a lot of fun with social media, the power of words, the power of making uh, making people click on something. I think that's a very, that's like a, an amazing skill to have. In my industry and for my previous agency, I've written case studies over time that have brought in anywhere from $10,000 per month to 50 or $60,000. And that was the power of words and having a community, right? So if I can bring that to my niche sites or blog, that's a super advantage to have. And I won't be reliant on SEO 100%. Anymore. I understand you. Yes. And uh, with that, do you think for SEO, they should then focus on brand building? Um, I have a question, which is like, do you think content versus link building is more important? But I think what I'm getting here is like building the brand is almost like building social and I don't know, other links. What do you think? Oh, what's your, what do you think? Content or link building? Or is branding is basically link building? What's that? Yeah, I think building your brand is what real companies do, right? It, it's kind of like link building the old way. It, it needs to evolve. If, if you think about it, like... <laughs> And, and I understand the allure of, of how things used to be. It was so much easier, right? But I think if new site owners or bloggers can wrap their minds around building, uh, building their sites or brands in a way where they're proud of it, where they can come out and kind of maybe do this, that would be, I think, I think like YouTube and TikTok are super powerful, right? You have the chance to make an impression on people and get out there, right? So, but it doesn't have to be YouTube or TikTok either. It can be collaborations with other people, whether it's X, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, it can be guest posting in sister industry, you know, maybe I've seen this. I've seen huge sites. Um, like, let's take an example. There was a blogger and the topic, I kid you not, was tea. Okay, tea that you drink. Okay covered all types yep. of teas and like getting killer traffic. So if we take that example, maybe they could collaborate with someone who is a food blogger, right? Whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on their website or whatever, and they could they could come up with smart some smart ideas and make appearances on each other's sites or channels or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be key in, in I don't know, I kind of rambled a 
bit, but <laughs> I think we need to change um, how we've been growing our, our sites. We need to give the legitimacy that Google is seeking that we have real businesses and um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Fantastic. I think that also gives a really great uh, prediction for the future for other SEOs, website owners, and just creative people who are who want to do things online. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. I think it was a really great story that you have told us from the very beginning, from your customer service job to where you are today. I think it's an amazing growth to what you have gone through, and it was almost like you handle the turbulence very simply. Like, oh, this is not turbulence right now in SEO. We just need to think bigger and go kind of wider yes so instead of just seo like invest in other channels as well and just be out there yeah and there's a little side story to that if you want to hear about it <laughs> uh, yeah. um so like in 2019 i want to say into 2022 there was an update by google and because i ran an agency i got to see what happened people were also reaching out to me what happened was there there was a huge update where a lot of affiliate sites went from ranking like for hundreds and thousands of keywords in the number one, number two positions. These blogs were bringing in thousands of dollars. Like I'm talking about 3000 to $20,000, right? They're huge earners. Google is telling these site owners, you're doing everything right. You're at the top of your game. We're going to reward you. But with this update, they dropped into positions 80 to 100 plus. It wrecked oh, no. certain sites. And when I saw that, I wasn't even the owner of these sites. My heart sank for them, right? So there's a there were a lot of lessons even back then for me where Google, like when I looked at all the sites, there were different things, right? Some sites, uh, a, a fair amount of sites were doing the bare minimum. Um, So they were, for instance, there was a site that was only targeting keywords like best some you know product review or something review that was the only thing it was targeting so it was kind of very thin right like it was a dead giveaway they're only here for affiliate commissions then you had sites that were mass publishing content and it wasn't necessarily like really solid content it was just let's just throw content on there and, and grow the site and i also saw i mean those about pages were were pretty lacking back then too so if we think about it the whole eat update they were starting to do things back then too they want you to legitimize these sites they don't look at them as real businesses i think and it's kind of a shame um but uh we we've got to evolve from that and was it last year or the year before where they introduced the expertise part to eat so you have experience expertise and even thinking about those things google wants you to have authenticity in the topic you're talking about in the niche that you've set up your site in and a lot of people were kind of faking that completely like there are pe there were people um in in set uh, there were people who had set up sites and topics they probably had no business setting up in if if you don't have any experience or expertise in it so it's like things have been evolving for a while but i think with sge with these unfair advantages it's it's really just kind of it's a lot of change happening at once i see i see Amazing. Um, now that we have gone to coming to the end of the show, like 
you have shared a lot of experiences uh, professionally as a career, but also personally, how you have been over the years uh, in your career. And my last question that I always ask every single guest is that if you were to go back in time, what advice would you give for your younger self? Ooh, oh my God. <laughs> There's so much here. Um, that's wow. Okay. What advice would I give myself? Um, it's, if I'm being honest, this is going to go beyond SEO and, and, and blogging and maybe sort of connect with that. It's to be who you are. Okay. Which includes not like not being afraid of putting yourself out there. And if you think about it, that's the same thing with blogs and Nisei. A lot of us don't put ourselves out there, right? Like we, we want to hide our identities, but I think it can, it's really fun. It's the evolution of me and also what Google's forcing us to do with our site. Uh, you can go really far by being like if you're in the creator business or blogging, if you choose to put yourself out there and stop being afraid of making mistakes. There are people who have put their names behind their sites or whatever, and they've made seven, eight figure businesses out of it, right? The sky's the limit. So I think I, I'll just keep it at be who you are um, and make money with the things you love. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that for you. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Moon. And um, this is a very valuable lesson that kind of summarizes the whole podcast. So well done. This is a great advice for all of us. Um, and if people would like to reach out to you, how can they find you? Uh, is there a, a group you mentioned a couple of times, a uh, could you mention the name of the group and I'll link it down in the show notes? Yeah, so they can um, subscribe to my newsletter and I've set it up so it's easy for them to remember. Affiliatephoenix.com slash freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E. -E -E, or you can find Affiliate Phoenix on Facebook very easily. And now I'm on X as well. And I love having conversations on there as well. But I believe that's spelled Affiliate P-H-N-X. Um, and so you can find me two or three different ways. Um, and there you have it. Fantastic. And if you listen to this far, also join. Um, yeah, I definitely would like you guys to join um, Moon's case studies because it's extremely valuable. And she breaks down how she had uh, ranked the websites and what she had done to recover them. So all value bombs there. Everyone. There's a lot of cool yeah. stuff, new stuff coming too. I'm super excited for 2024. Awesome. All right. I hope to see you in person soon. And yeah, I'll I hope to yeah, have I hope you have a good day. You too. Thank you.